Well, good morning. Today's the 22nd day of February. I'm your host, John Fowler. Good morning. Glad to have you tuned in to another edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. Today's topic is what occupies your mind. First of all, I want to start with a story. There was a uh, husband and wife walking on the beach, and uh, a genie appeared. And the genie looked at the wife and said, what would you like your one wish to be? And the one wish was, she said, I wish I could travel the world and go places that I've never gone before. And so instantly a bunch of tickets, uh, traveling tickets, plane tickets, train tickets, hotel accommodations show up in her left hand. And she's just so happy. And the um, <clears throat> the genie asked the uh, the guy, the man, the husband, what do you wish for? He said, well, he said, I've always liked to uh, thought about having a woman that was about 30 years younger. Instantly, he was 90. <clears throat> Just be careful what you wish for. I'm your host, John Fowler. Glad to have you tuned in to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. Hope you're having a great day. And uh, I want you, if you would do me a favor, to share, like, and subscribe. Get this to wor- get the word out to everybody. And I want to tell you, because uh, what occupies your mind, remember this saying, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. So when you think about what occupies your mind, when you define the word occupy, it means what resides, what fills in, what preoccupies. Uh, the space in between your ears. When you define the word mind, uh, it's a person's intellect. Uh, When you define intellect, it's the faculty of reasoning and understanding, the objective. So these these three things work together, and God works with the what occupies your mind. He can work with, you know, whether you want to serve him with all your heart, soul, and mind. Uh, as you, he, you define the word mind, it's a person's intellect. As you define intellect, it's the faculty of reason and understanding and objective. I believe people today, and, and pardon me for saying this, make some of the dumbest decisions, and they're Christians. I mean, let, let that, let that uh, resonate for just a minute. Let that soak in. There are some Christians who make some of the dumbest decisions. And it could put you in jail. It can get you divorced. It can get you fired. It can also hinder your relationship with Jesus because of the decisions. If you, I I talked to a guy one time uh, that um, was on drugs. And I said to him, I said, let me ask you something. How do you get permission from God to do drugs? I says, I, I said, he won't ever let me do stuff like that. And this guy, this guy loved Jesus. He just loved drugs more. He says, well, I never asked him. And I'm thinking, well, that's, that's just dumb. You need to ask, and I'm not trying to be condescending here. You need to ask God about things. Get his okay, because if we're going to walk with him, and if we're going to be his servant, and if we are going to obey God, then we need to run things by him. Who are we dating? The church that we go to. 
the job that we that we have, the house that we buy, the places that we go, the hobbies that you have. Pray over these things. Say, God, is it okay for me to do this? And you say, well, who is he to tell me what to do? That's what his job is, is to keep you from making bad decisions. Do you remember what I said Sunday morning? That as I as I pursue success, failure is always seeking opportunity. So you have to be real careful. So what occupies your mind on a day-to-day basis? Uh, and you have to think about, you know, what do you allow to, to, to get in your mind? You have to guard your mind. You have to guard your opportunities. You have to guard what God wants you to do. Guard your heart. Guard your finances. Guard your marriage. A lot of people read uh, to occupy their mind. Uh, some people like to paint. I know George W. Bush, after he uh, was out of the presidency, um, he got bored. And so he started painting, and he's done some wonderful paintings, uh, going on walks. Uh, you have to you have to think about this, and then we're going to get into some scripture here. Self-care is very important. Self-care is very important. And so you say, well, what do you mean by self-care? It's taking care of your mind, your soul, your body. Spend some time taking care of yourself. Spend time eating right. Spend time in the Word of God. Spend time praying. You don't have to binge watch Netflix or whatever you're whatever you have to do. Can you imagine what kind of powerful person you would be if you if you would take the time that you binge watch stuff on Netflix or wherever it be? If you spent five minutes, ten minutes with God? Kind of tells you where your heart is. You know, if you binge watch stuff, but you you think reading the Word of God is drudgery, that tells you that that tells you what you're in love with. Because what you do is what you spend time with. Look at Philippians chapter four, six through nine. Listen to this. Philippians chapter four, six through nine. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. That means to not worry. So you need to make sure that worry does not occupy your mind. So be careful for nothing. But in everything, key word, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So be careful. That means not to worry about it. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And the peace. See, if you if you obey six, then seven is the prerequisite and, and is the, the victory through it. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He'll keep your mind straight. You know, don't ever say, I think I'm going crazy. Don't speak that into the atmosphere. Or I think I'm I'm losing my mind. Don't say that kind of thing. You know, because that's contrary to the word of God. You know, in Second Timothy, or first, let me see here. I think it's, let me look here. 
I think it's First Timothy. Uh, maybe Second Timothy. Let me look it up here. Uh, yeah, Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter uh, one and verse seven. Here's what it says: For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You have a sound mind. Sometimes you have to you have to talk yourself into a sound mind because the world's screaming at you about this and about that and about other things. And, and so what you need to do is you need to tell the world, hey, I got this through Jesus Christ and everything's going to be fine. Even when you think things are not going to be fine, God's God has it. He's going to take care of you. Ask you to pardon my voice. I, I, I've been like this since about Sunday morning, and uh, so a lot of people are enjoying the peace and quiet. I think. Um, listen to what Joshua chapter one verse eight said: "This book is the law, and shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe." to do according to all which is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then shall have good success. So this book, we have to, we have to meditate on it day and night. We have to get this book in our hearts so that we can o- obey God. And then according to what is written therein, Thou shalt make thy ways prosperous because you're being obedient. The key to it is obedience. Remember, you're not in charge of yourself. To find the word meditate means to turn over and around in the mind to gain greater understanding. That means let it, <laughs> let it um, simmer in there. And to turn over and around in your mind and gain greater understanding. So what occupies your mind? Does your past occupy your mind? Past mistakes that you've done? You can't do anything about those. Ask God to forgive you. Ask other people to forgive you. Move on and never do it again. Does your future occupy your mind with worry and despair, thinking that you're not going to make it? You need to get a mindset to know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and he's going to help you. Does your now occupy your mind? So it may be your future, maybe your past, or does your now occupy your mind? I don't know how I'm going to pay that electric bill this month. The car payment's two months behind. I don't know how I'm going to do it. If you're a tither, you have nothing to worry about because He shall supply all your need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Now, if you're not a tither, the Bible lists you as a thief, and and, uh, there's no blessings for you. I'm not saying that. That's what the Word of God says, Malachi 3. If you're doing all that you're supposed to do, then God can move on your behalf. So does your past occupy your mind? Spend time taking care of your mind. Think about what stresses you out. And then don't do that. 
well, I'm just so stressed out. I'm just so this. I'm just so that. Well, find out what stresses you out and stop it. Don't do it. Well, it's my job. Find another one. There is no reason for you and me to go through this life miserable. Change things. Change the way things are going on in your life. Praying will cause you to have reason. Praying will do exactly what I said about your intellect. It's the, it's the faculty of reasoning and understanding and objective. Talk to God about these things. God, if I marry this person, is it the right thing that you want me to do? If I work here at this, at this place, is this where you want me? Talk to Jesus about things. And then, thinking about what stresses you out as you stop it, then allow God to occupy your mind. You should be stressed out with peace. Let me write that down. You should be stressed out with peace. My wife and I, we walk about every day, except if the weather's bad. We walk on a regular basis. And we talk about things. We do a three-mile walk. We hike a lot. Every Saturday, pretty much, we hike. We go somewhere. You say, well, my schedule doesn't allow it. Whatever your schedule allows you to do, you should, you should spend time with God. Spend time with yourself. Spend time with what God wants. I'm telling you, great things are ahead for you. If you're not where you need to be with God today, all you have to do is say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and live. Help me, God, to be what you've called me to be. You pray that prayer, great things are ahead for you. And Lord, I just pray a blessing that people will be obedient to you in Jesus' name. One of the ways that you can be obedient to God is by giving. I'm a giver, man. I tell you, I believe in giving. Text the word PULSE to 1304-244-3187. Go to thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal. Mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasway, West Virginia, 26624. Hey, Scott Means live in the house tomorrow. We'll get an update on what's going on in his life. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. Do me a favor before we sign off. Share, like, and subscribe. Have a great day, everybody.